Hey everybody, this is Glenn and Jessica. You're listening to Tea Podcast, the show that talks about everyday life, challenges, opportunities, and blessings for people who love some tea. My fabulous co-host, Jessica Munoz, said I got the go, Larry. So I'm a go, man. I'm super pumped. Listeners, listeners, listeners. I know you've heard this before because all the shows have been good and I don't want to minimize anybody that's been on the show. But I feel extremely blessed today to be able to have my boy, my college basketball teammate, the CEO of G5 Cultivation, all the way from Las Vegas, uh, here in the studio with us today, Mr. Larry Smith. What up, what up, what up, what up, man? Yeah, dog, (laughs) what's going on, boy? I'm just so glad that you're here, man. I know you're busy, so... What's poppin'? No, nah, man, you call, man. We, you know, you're my brother, so we had to pop up, make sure we come and um, support your, you know, your venture. And that's a, a, a thing that, you know, we, we got to make sure that we continue to do is support each other. A lot of times we, you know, the ones closest to you don't support, you know, and it's like, nah, nah let me support. You said you had a podcast. I'm like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Facts, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just honestly... Uh, had a couple drinks today before we got on the show. We keep it 100 here on right. the tee. I had a couple of drinks because my anxiety was going, man, because uh, you're a big deal to me, bro. Right. Listen, that. listen. Likewise, man. You don't, you don't know. Um, steel sharpens steel, as they say in, mm-hmm. in the business. So, 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 and that's good, you know, that we bounce off each other that way because I'm super proud of so many things that you've done, bro. You have no idea. Me and Taylor talk about you. Me and Bobby talk about you. Like, like, bro, I'm so proud of our core of Yavapai Rough Riders. Pause. I got to say pause. I've been hanging with Cam too long. He, Cam was like, yo, yo, Rough Riders. Pause, bro, bro. So, so like, uh, that's my New York thing. I you know, hang with those guys. They, they be saying all kinds of stuff. But, but um, I mean, I'm proud of all of us, man. We, we've all done pretty well, and we've kept it. As Coach Carroll would say, we've kept in touch. You know, yeah. the, you yeah. know, we're not friends; we're family. Absolutely. You know, man. Speaking of Dolph, have you heard from I, him? You know what? Um, I talked to Dolph about maybe three years ago. Oh man, where's he at? Uh, Didn't he go he, back to the Midwest? Somewhere? Yeah, he's in the Midwest. He's definitely in the Midwest, man. All all his kids are grown; like they all played ball, you know. And um, it, it was just good to talk to him, you know, because I was like, "Yo, thank you, man." Like yeah. I, I really thanked him for like. Those two years at Yavapai, like, transformed my life, like, to, you know, I, bro, I'm from Vegas, so I, I only knew Vegas cats, and then to come and meet all of y'all, you know, yeah. and all y'all lived in Phoenix, and it was different for me, and it, it was like, man, you know, it was just totally different, so to see everybody and to go through that and to go tailgating with Bobby Noble. And Bobby Noble drink like a fish, man. <laughs> Bobby yeah. Noble gets he it in. He still drink like a fish. Oh, no, he gets it in. Yeah, 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 we go tailgating. It's a party. 9 a.m. till whenever. It's, I, I get in the game. I'm asleep. Man, bro, you got me You got me reminiscent. But I know my mind is going all over. But I want to dive right in, man, because okay. I don't, I don't want to. I don't want my listeners to miss out. Oh, man, this is going to be about 30, 45 minutes. We'll take it where it needs to go. But y'all are going to learn about business. You're going to learn about family. You're going to learn about the hustle, the grind. You don't want to miss this show. So I'm going to turn it over to Jessica and let, let, let's dive right in with my boy. Go on and ask him uh, the first thing that we want to talk about today. For sure. So um, obviously you guys have history in college and things like that. But based on your business, um, 
what were your dreams and aspirations as a, as a college student? You know, you guys played ball. Like, what did you want what? to be in the NBA? Like, what? what we just <laughs> knew we were going to the NBA. <laughs> Couldn't tell us nothing. Can I? And we both five ten. Yeah. So you know what? Yeah. We we just knew we were going to the NBA. We knew we were going somewhere. We were. We were, look at little mama. Look at her. I know her. Yeah, you know her. Um, now we we you know we were dreaming. I think most of all we wanted to go to a Division One. That was first of all. Like that was the the big deal for us. You know what I'm saying? And these guys, I was a freshman. They were sophomores, so they were like big brothers, and and they had already been there. So they, they like listen. Like my first week of school, I didn't go to class. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, like I didn't like like my James Williams. May he rest in peace, my brother. Rest in peace, Listen, my brother. I, I here I am. I'm like yo, like like when does class start? When do we do this class stuff? Like like no, I was going to the class, but the homework I didn't know. So like you know, these guys are already in school. They're, they've been through it. They've kind of had a, a year ahead of me. And so I remember James like, "Yo, you ready for that test tomorrow?" I'm like, "Test tomorrow? What are you talking about?" <laughs> I'm like, "The teacher didn't give me nothing." He said, "Larry, he gave you a whole outline on what to do." And and I'm like, "No, no, no. He he didn't tell me where. No, no. He said, Larry, read." So I had to. So he basically broke down to me. These guys broke down to me. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your syllabus, and you have to do this. Yeah. Like. No, this ain't high school, my man. <laughs> so, so my dumb ass is sitting there like, um, you know, so I'm crunching all night trying to study for this test. And I go through and go, oh, I have to read these chapters before this and that. And I'm like, oh, I'm an adult now. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it prepared me for. And these guys are, you know, they're into the flow. So they, you know, I had to pick up really quick. And luckily, these guys all you know, kind of grab, and, and me and Glenn were roommates, so there was four of us in the room, and, and like, they kind of really, you know, helped us kind of get going, you know, and taught us the right way, you know, so it was, it was kind of, shit, weird. I think you're giving me too much credit, yeah, no, I, 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 I honestly, I did not know that that was uh, how your first week went, oh, I no, mean, you, you, no. from the day you stepped on campus, man, I mean, you had, and I call it the, the it factor, right, I mean, it was something about you that stood out, and, and and I felt like you had it all together, you know. And I think that that for me, um, you kept us together. So, so the one thing I will say at that time was I was very fortunate uh, being from Vegas, because if you remember, we, Vegas had the number one team in the country at that time. We had Greg Anthony, Larry Johnson, Stacy Augman, yeah, um, Anderson Hunt. Me and Anderson Hunt, shout out to Anderson Hunt, was super cool. Me and Greg Anthony was super cool. Yeah. So okay. for me, I went to college with like I thought I was a running rebel that just had to go to Yavapai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, because right? I'm hanging with the, I'm in the gym with these dudes like all the time. Like right. Anderson Hunt is my guy. Anderson Hunt was like. The man of UNLV, yeah, so absolutely. they just retired his jersey at UNLV, UNLV. But but I brought in and I saw Larry Johnson. Shout out to Larry Johnson. I saw Larry Johnson used to hug those guys and grandmama. Just, yeah, right? grandmama. To yeah. see that, I was like, that's how I want this team to be. Like I want to be that guy to, you know, come on, man, y'all come in here. And everybody, look, man, get off me, don't be hugging me, you know, like. And then like <laughs> we, we were talking. I know. We were talking earlier really about like like you know we would share rooms and you know here you come cuddling up in James's bed you know like and I was like you know nobody took that as a sign of like you know that they were gay yeah we weren't homophobic at all but like James was like Glenn can you please go back because Glenn would literally try to sleep in the- <laughs> he was like like scoot over James and I think you know for me to see that 
you know, quite as, I was home. There was a couple of times where I, I, you guys had all went to, one day I thought I was slick, and I, I remember this. I was like, nah, I'm, I'm going to stay up here at Yavapai. I'm not going to do nothing. Worst mistake, I, man, time, I was like in the twilight zone, man. Time just melted. Yeah. And it was, I was like, I was in the dorms by myself. I was like, I will never do this again. <laughs> Y'all all went home, and like, and it was a couple of us there, but it was nobody there at the thing. And I was like, I kind of got my first glimpse of like what being homesick was. But then when yeah. you guys came back, I was like, oh, I'm back home now. Everybody here, you know. You, you know what? I, as I'm, I'm sitting here, man, and and one of the things that I'm I'm just trying to take everything in you're saying and listening without trying to formulate a response. But but one of the things that that brings back my memories is that how tough we were. We weren't playing a lot right. that first year. I wasn't playing. Y'all was playing. Y'all was duking it out. But 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 you I, I just knew how competitive you were. And I think you had I think you had some struggles and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think you struggled because you were probably our best shooter. So I was very hurt by that because I remember my first game he could coach, shoot the rock. Yeah, yeah. Co- coach was like, yo, we, you know, we played in like um it was where Tony the Cavalry's from, uh, some in one of the mountains, yeah, pine, yeah, pine, pine yeah. top or something pine like that. Top, yep. And I shot the, I, I was like four for four from three. I was like, yo, like, all right. And you were the point. I'm like, yo, just give me a little. Because they had Jeff Clark. I felt like I should have played the two mm-hmm. guard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But 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 the coach came to me and said, listen, man, you know, I got to get these sophomores somewhere. He literally, that's what I respect about Dolph. He came and told me at one point, he's like, because I'm in tears. I'm like, yo, you tell me I can't get no burn? Like, yeah. and he was like, yo, like. I got to get these sophomores somewhere, and next year will be your turn to do what you need to do. And I was hurt, but I was then I understood. Like yeah. I really understood that I had six sophomores in front of me: you, Kai, Jeff Clark, yeah. Sean Tucker. Sean Tucker. Dave, I mean, and was Dave Harris there? Dave wasn't there. He wasn't. Because they warned me about Dave too. <laughs> Coach, because I used oh to talk crazy. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dave Harris, I hope he don't listen to the podcast, yeah, yeah. but I know me and Dave almost got in a fight after a road trip. Yeah. He peed on the toilet. Oh, he came God. in, he came into the he came into the dorm room and, Dave, and peed on the toilet. And I was like, bro, you gotta clean that up. Glenn, Glenn was the father of the group for sure. There's no doubt. Glenn would come in with his with his uh with his things. But but like I said, it was a good balance because James really took care of all of us. James was, I mean, you know, you, you talk about James and he was a remarkable human being and one of the things we've had on the show is we've talked about mental health yeah you went to the funeral right I went to the funeral yeah Yeah, we both went to the funeral and uh, I haven't stayed in contact with the family but that one hurt and I just want to tell my listeners and maybe you can like share um, anything that you know about mental health but we we've, we've spoke on this a few times here on the show but talk to somebody because I lived with this guy for two years and to know that he went to L.A. and killed himself, yeah. um, you know, because there was all kind of other stuff that he had, you know, hidden yeah. um, that we weren't aware of. And we, we were young, man. We, there was no such thing as mental health back then for us. Yeah. There was no awareness. True. None. Yeah, zero. Like, like zero. But I, I will tell you a story that, I, that I, uh, I spoke to him the day before he did it. And, um, and, I, and this, is a, this is a weird story. So, uh, so he calls me up. I'll never forget it. It was a Saturday. And he he announced to me that he, he got a 10-day contract with the Bulls. He's like, I got a 10-day with the Bulls. But he didn't tell me. I'm on the couch. I'm like, I remember in my living room, I jumped on my couch. Oh, no, I was like, oh, man. I was Because yeah. I was sitting there. We made there. it. I, we I, made it. Yeah, we I, made it. I was sitting here going, I said, James, all these nights, me, you, Glenn Harrow, we're in the room, we're talking. We all knew you had a shot to make it. Like, But I, 
I, I caught myself because what happened was I could hear. I could now my, my daughter tells me it's a vibe. Now I look back on it, I could feel the vibe that it yeah. wasn't he wasn't happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and in my mind, I'm going, yo, fool, you finna play with Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Mm-hmm. And he was telling me about a certain female, I won't say her name. He was saying about, yeah. and, and I was like, what? In my mind, I'm going, you finna see all of the women of the world. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, right, right. are you crazy? Like, come on, you're gonna have the cream of the crop. Like, and and, and, and then I caught I caught myself and said, you're being selfish. And I stopped myself. I sat down. Now, it was like it was, man, I can't, this moment is just etched in my brain. I sat down. I said, yo, are you okay? And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to be all right. And, and, you know, I was like, listen, man, I, I tried to put it in his best perspective as I could for him to say, yo, you got 10 days, man. They're going to keep you, you, you. And this was at a time, just to give people some, some history, Michael Jordan had just came back and they just lost to um, – um, Orlando and Shaq and Penny Hardaway. Mm-hmm. Who does James? Who is he built like? He's built like Penny Hardaway. Hardaway. I said they, they they got him for Penny Hardaway. Yeah. And I was thinking about it. as a kid. I mean, a young kid. I was. Oh no! I know the matchup. I know what they're trying to do. They're going to bring mm-hmm. you in for Penny Hardaway. And I'm thinking you're going to you're going to handle your business with. Penny. And I'm thinking. And I just remember saying, "Yo, man, you got a chance. Let's 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 refocus." And he's like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then the next day, you know, some things happened yeah. that, that kind of changed the course. But you, you want to talk about pain. I mean, Man, that, that was pain for us all. Yeah. We, we, it was like, it, a piece of us all died that day. Yeah. yeah. Um, I couldn't believe it. I'm yeah. interested to, to, to now, like, hear about, you know, your guys' world, you know, basketball, friendship, brotherhood. How, how did you move from that into what you're doing now? Um, well, I think basketball, for me, uh, is leadership. Glenn's a point guard. So it's natural for him to say, hey, man, get over to your spot. You know, you know, we had to know the plays. We had to know where everybody was supposed to. The center didn't have to know where we supposed to be. He, they, we had to know where they were going to be. And I think that's, to me, that's the part of business that I, I incorporate with the leadership of being a point guard, a shooting guard. Like Glenn, Glenn used to direct traffic. Yeah. You know, and, and for him to do that, it's the same thing in business. He has a direct chat. Hey, I need you over here to do this. I need you over here to do that. So I think it becomes second nature. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, dealing with people, different personalities in business, right? Um, you'll but probably, you, you'll but, probably but laugh you, at this. Every team building that we have, yeah. basketball analogy. Basketball, yeah. all day long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, yeah. It's funny you say that, bro. But, but, I, but I know that you had that same leadership because when I look at and this is hey I love the fact that you know it makes me feel good that you see those qualities in me but I but I saw that in you like I said from the day you stepped on campus but I remember my wife in Vegas I mean this is how well connected this brother is like like I didn't even know he had like a body shop like like car collision company like this this dude's connected with everybody right so we get in a car accident wife gets i thought about that yesterday she she gets in a car accident in vegas and i think she's putting her makeup on she won't ever tell the truth (laughs) but i think she's probably putting her makeup on she ran in somebody she calls me she's pretty hysterical and the first person i think of is call my brother call larry you know, and he wasn't the big CEO of G5 Cultivation that we're going to be talking about. But but he was 
he was doing something and yeah. he was taking baby steps. And Larry's like, yeah, send it to my body shop. Da, 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 da. And, and the brother owned a body, body shop. shop yeah. And my suburban got fixed there. So, right. yeah, I, I, I look at you, man. You were doing this a long time before you, before you became who you are. Yeah, listen, business. Um, I, you know, I was, um, when I got home from college, I, you know, I left Yabba Pie. And um, I realized that I was five. I was really five nine. And I had a cookie addiction back then. <laughs> <laughs> so they got me in this shit. When I realized I wasn't going to play, I went to the uh, Famous Amos Cookies. Right? Shout out to Famous Amos. They kept me going. But I started gaining a lot of weight. Because I, yeah. was, I was, then I, you know, then I, then I realized, well, let me get in shape. Because my season's coming next year. Mm -hmm. Coaches already told me next year. So I started getting in shape. And I, I did. It, but um, when I got home from college, you know, that was a real um, – because, you know, basketball is a love. You, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know if Glenn feels this way, but I loved basketball at that time. I loved it. Like, that was my first real girlfriend that I yeah. loved. So when, when, I, when I left Yavapai and came home, I was not depressed, but, like – Watching the tournament, I was like sad and sick, you know, because I'm like, man. I, and then now when I see these kids play, I'm like, how come we couldn't win Division <laughs> One? Like, this kid ain't that, you know. It's different for us in Vegas, too, because there was a gambling aspect of Vegas. Mm -hmm. So a lot of kids didn't go Division One. We all went to junior college, and then some went on. But now there's a lot of kids that go Division One from yeah. Vegas because now it's more acceptable mm -hmm. and, and go. So, um, but, I mean, you know, leaving – I was 5'9", man. I, I remember I wrote down, I'm like, I wrote down on a piece of paper, like, all the good things for basketball. And I had a son at the time, so I was like, you know what? I grew up without my father, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to change this cycle. I'm going to change it. I'm definitely going to change yeah. it. So I went home. I started, um, I was always betting sports. Even when I was at Yavapai, I couldn't bet sports like on basketball. I mean, like, because I, I was in school. But when I went home in the summer, I bet baseball. Like, I was, <laughs> I was banging out games back then and making money. Like, and I was like, you know what? And I didn't realize it, but it it, be, it became a business for me. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't look at it as gambling. I looked at it like it was like a stock market. Like, yeah. I know the Bulls are going to win eighty two games, so I took that as though like a business. I didn't look at it like I was gambling. I was like, if I could make five hundred bucks a day. And make that money and be good. And then yeah. when I came home from school, I worked valet, and I was making like a, I remember, like, Lord, please let me make a hundred. I'd be so that happy. Was my Uber I'd be so I'd be so happy, so thankful. And <laughs> then I started making hundred dollars a day, and then I realized that that ain't no, that ain't gonna cut it. hundred dollars a day. That ain't, that ain't gonna cut it. This is, you know. So then I, you know, I started. I started betting, and I, I literally quit my. Um, you talk about a leap, leap of faith. I quit. Everyone on the staff was like, yo, I went to people. Like, so funny story, I went, to, I went to like eight people that worked with. I'm like, so one, there was one guy, I had uh, two um, gay guys on our staff. I went to one of them, and he's like, oh, my God, like, you're going to quit. The, you, you're going to quit. Like, they build casinos off of gamblers. Like, you're crazy. And then I'm like, okay, all right, well, I guess you're not supportive. And, yeah. right? but, but he's telling the truth. And then I had another guy from Brazil, and, and this guy was like, yo, listen, laddie. He goes, listen. If Maribel wants to borrow money, I give to her. <laughs> he goes, if little Larry, little Larry was like five, like little Larry was probably like four or five at the time. He's like, if little Larry needs to borrow money, I give to him. <laughs> if you need to borrow money, I do not give to you because you, 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 you have an opportunity to work and you want to gamble and that's not good. So I'm like, okay, I got it, you know. So other people are like, man, whatever, you know, it's your life and. 
I just felt I could do better. And then, like, my first month of quitting, I was hanging out with Taylor Galanke, go back and forth to San Diego. Yeah. And I had won, like, 80000 So I, like, made my whole salary the first month. Yeah. And so the guy, Bob, I'll say his name because he's cool. Yeah. Bob, yeah. Bob, Bob. I get a, I, no, no, this is Bob Bellis. I work oh, okay. With him. So, so he called me one morning. It's, like, 5.30 in the morning. And I'm like, hello? Like, <laughs> you know, somebody calls you that early. You think something's yeah, wrong. Something's wrong. wrong. And it was. He's like. I fucked. Can I cuss on yes. Yeah, you can I, cuss on our show. I fucked up. I took the tips out of the... I said, what'd you do with him? He said, I gambled them all. <laughs> so I'm like... And I'm looking, I'm looking at... I roll up. I look at Maribel. I'm like, yo, this, 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 this is the same guy that told me a month ago that, that I was a dummy and this yeah. and that. So I gave him like 1500 bucks. Mm-hmm. He did it again like four days later. And this time I said, no, no, I can't help you this time. You're on your own. Like, because if I keep yeah, helping you, yeah. you're going to keep doing it. But that's it's funny, able. that story, because I remember walking out of the prison and I was pursuing this basketball thing and trying to chase basketball. And, and when I opened up, I'm going to just say his name. Yeah. We can say shit. We keep it real. On yeah, the, yeah. We keep it real on the T. That's, that's, right. that's, that's one right. of the things that people like about the T. We just say it how it is. Yeah. But Officer Hillis yeah. said, you'll be back. That's what he told you? <laughs> he told me I'll be back about 20 years ago. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. I've not come back. So I, I want to ask you, because I, I know how I feel about business and drive. And, and, and like I said, I know you had multiple businesses before yeah. you. And I, and I definitely want to jump into G5 because yeah. that's why you're here, brother. Um, so you had multiple businesses. You know, Felicia gets in an accident. Yep. You know, I know who to call. Yep. Take it to his collision yeah. shop and yep. this and that. What was it that drove you to become who you are today? Because you, you're so humble, man. But you're a big deal. You're a big <laughs> deal. Like that. you know, if I, I if I needed something, I knew who to call oh, when yeah. it came to Vegas. And uh, well, so, what drove you? Well, here's the thing. Uh, you know, and I'll say this to your son, your daughter, my son, you know, anybody out there. Like, if you show me who you hang with, then I'll, I'll let you know who you really are. Right. So. Yeah. I, I was hanging with millionaire guys. Say that again. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go. Don't go. Don't pass that. Yeah. Is, we call this nuggets on the team. Yeah. Say so that like. One more time, so like. Bro. If you know, if the people I were hang, I was hanging with, they were all doing something like a positive, right? And they were, most of them were millionaires. Just by you know, like the like, like the guy who um, and he passed away. Jerry Wall, uh, rest in peace to my big guy Jerry. He was a he was a old redneck. He used to wear overalls, multi-millionaire. You would never know it, though, right? And he just schooled me the game, right? And I remember I wanted to get some earrings. He's like, man, don't get that shit. And, yeah. and I was like, you know what, man, Michael Jordan got earrings, <laughs> you know? And I went and pierced my ear, and then about two days later, I took it out. I was like, that ain't me, you know? Right. And then, um, you know, hanging with the attorneys and doctors, you know, you get around those guys, and then you, you kind of see how how they're living, right? Mm-hmm. They worked hard to get where they were. You know, nothing was given to them. And mm-hmm. and then before you know it, you you know, I was the fly on the wall. So I would be in the room and I'd be quiet. I'd be listening and mm-hmm. and everyone would be like, yo, like, you know, they all, all these degrees. And I'm like, well, I, I barely got an AA degree over here, but I'm here. And then, yeah. you know, you start seeing the deals that they're doing and then it's inspiring, right? So you're like, okay, I, I can do this. So, or... I would get, I would work my way, like in the medical, um, being with the doctors and attorneys, I didn't have a degree, but I started a medical lean company. So these guys, were, they were factoring, they would buy paper, right? So for example, the doctor, like you get in a car accident and then, then the guy goes, gets an MRI. Well, I understood that the MRI place, 
didn't want to hold the paper, the money. Mm-hmm. So they would sell the paper. So I was like, hold on a second, this is an opportunity. You know, and growing up in, a, in, the, in the 80s in the drug game, you know, like the, my, the neighborhood hustlers, I would watch these guys. Because they're the orig- original businessmen for me. Mm-hmm. So, so like I would see these guys and they would take, they would call them double ups. They would take 100 and make it to 200. So here I am, I'm in this space and, the, and this doctor is saying, well, I don't want to hold all this paper. Because he needs and to you, when paper. you say paper, you're talking about the money. Well, well, well it's, like, it's like, so like, let's say, for example, a client goes in, they get an MRI, right? And let's say they do 10,000 MRIs a month. Well, they don't want to wait nine months or a year to get all that money, right? So they'll sell 5,000 of those and keep 5,000, but they'll use the 5,000 for payroll and have cash flow, right? So I would go in and buy that, that MRI for 500 bucks. The bill will be 1650 I would then take that bill and give it to the attorney. Now the attorney says, okay, well, we owe you $1,650. When they settle your case, they go, Larry, hey, we owe you $1,650. Can, can we give you a 40% reduction? Can we give you $1,100? I'd be like, absolutely. Well, where I came from, that was a double up. I took four, 500 and I made it into 1100 So I doubled my money. I was like, whoa, this is... This is pretty good. This is good. Yeah, so so just being around those people, I got to say, well, I don't have a degree, but I don't need a degree for that. As long as I had the cash to do it. You had to have the cash, and then you go in and buy the paper. Yeah, and then I would buy the paper, and then I'm like, yo, this is, you know, back when I was doing it, there was only like four of us, and there was like probably a hundred of them now. They they, kind of caught on to like, (laughs) this is really lucrative. Just stick yourself. Yeah, and then, then, you know, me being one of the only African Americans to do that, because... They don't, yeah. they, don't, they don't really tell us, but yeah. I'm in the room, so, you know, I'm cool with everybody. So they're like, yo, let Larry in, let him be allowed. He can buy my paper. I don't care. Like, they didn't care. The, the money's green. As long as I had the money, I could buy it. Right. And I was winning money in sports. So, you know, I win 100 grand and be like, well, I got, I got 100 grand. You want it? And they'd be like, yeah. Yeah, so and I, they give you the paper. Now you own that. Now and then you it. have your attorneys now, go after now, it. Now I just have to. Well, I didn't have to go after anything because they're personal injury cases. So I know the money's guaranteed because when that client gets their settlement, I'm. And you're going to get paid. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a medical bill. So instead of it going to the medical bill, I bought it from the medical, medical. bill. So now I'm just put G5 on there and cutting the check. Just so, being so, in the right place. So, so man, this is this is super intriguing. So now you've done that. You, you're, success, you're successful at that. What made you take on? And I know I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to you, Jessica, because we've got some questions that we want you to answer for us today. But what made you just like? Because when I think of the medical marijuana dispensary, all these things popping up all mm-hmm. over the country, I'm like I'm overwhelmed. I think like. That's like huge. That's for I can't do that. That's for the yeah. smart people. That's for fast the scientists. Growing. That's fast growing. Like, mm-hmm. how did you think that you could do that and do it? Well, um, I, so I was actually um, I was in New York. I was going to go pitch Fifty Cent. Um, literally, I had a friend that worked for Caesar's Palace, and he was like, "Yo, like, we want to do this thing uh, for boxing. They wanted to bring boxing back to." Uh, to Caesar's Palace. It's like, right now it's at MGM and these other places. And so he was like, yo, I want to bring boxing back. He's like, you know 50 Cent. 50 Cent was in with, with um, Floyd Mayweather. They were At the time, they were hanging out. And I'm like, yo, I, I know him. I can go ask him. Mm-hmm. So I'm in New York and I'm talking to him. We're just like we're sitting here, we're in a big conference room. And he, he understands what I'm saying, but he was like, I don't know. Like, he thought he had to put up a lot of money and Caesar's was going to put up all the money. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm there, uh, a friend of mine called me and was like, yo, 
they're about to start the cannabis space. I was like, why are you calling me? Cannabis is illegal, man. The feds don't like, like cannabis. Like, I don't want to get in that. And then when I, I said, well, you know what? Instead of just shooting them down, I said, you know what? When I get home, let me, let me chop it up with you and, and we'll talk about it. And when I got home, by me being with the doctors and attorneys, as soon as I walk, I get in the office. They're like, yeah, we're going to go uh, submit the application. I'm like, what application? The cannabis application. And I'm like... Oh, okay. These guys are super smart guys, and they're they're not they're not slow by any means. They they have the money. They they figure they're going to get in. And so, when a couple of the guys that I knew that were very very intelligent, when they did it, I was like, "There's something here." Mm-hmm. And I called my I called my partner back and was like, "Yo, I'm 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 game for it." And then the rest we just we just kind of you know didn't really know, but you know. Yeah, uh, can, can can I circle back on that? Like, like, cause you know, you had given, um, and, and granted, I've been successful on the the uh, social service, human services side, and you're absolutely successful on multiple different things. But I didn't see it, and yeah. you you had given me an opportunity, and I and I share the story because I want people to learn from my mistake. I had the money, yeah, um, didn't have the vision. And you had given me an opportunity to get into this, yeah. and, and and I and I passed on that, and um, for for just mainly just because of of, of being afraid. But I've seen it grow, and I've yeah. seen the buildings, and I've yeah. seen all this. So, what would you say to those that are afraid to take opportunities and, and calculate a risk? We will be back with episode two, where Larry shares more information about his family and leaving the family legacy. Tune in. Thanks for sipping the tea with us. Until we meet again, stay blessed.